Good morning and welcome to Recovery Central. And I did it, I only said it once. You only said it once, yeah. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Well, how often is that going to happen? Well, once, probably. But I'm very well, thanks. It's, well, it's whatever it is outside, even though the temperature has recently dropped. It's very cold, that's why I'm sitting here wrapped up in my coat. Still never took my coat off and I've got jeans on instead of shorts and, yeah, nice and cosy. Yeah, I think theatrical blacks will be coming out soon for my long johns. Oh, OK. <laughs> it's kind of sprung hasn't it winter i looked at the calendar and thought dear god no suddenly it's like it it's nearly overnight. christmas it's no literally it's just suddenly dark in the evenings and very very cold and yeah I'm thinking when did that happen <laughs> for me it always seems to coincide with the clocks as yeah. soon as the clocks move suddenly it seems darker more wintry the daylight seems to be rapidly disappearing Rapid. And I'm getting on a bus to come home at half past four, and it's already nearly dark. And is it right that the, the leaves actually fell on the first day of autumn? They actually fell. I noticed I was looking around and the, the floors was covered, unless it was just... just wow, well, maybe that's what actually happened. No, no, know? but on the actual day, it was just on the first day of... I find it really quite eerie that mm. as soon as the clocks go, it seems to feel like winter, whereas the day before, it doesn't. <laughs> and the day before seems lighter, and it doesn't seem as cold. Because I remember coming home, I was coming home from the theatre on a Monday night. That was just after the clocks had gone. Mm. The clocks had gone. That Monday night, I was coming back at 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was 11 o'clock at night. Mm. But it was suddenly Arctic. Oh, yeah. And I thought, thank God I wore my winter coat today. Mm. And I'd only done that as a precaution, thinking I'm coming really. back late. It's staggering how quickly it's gone as well, because this year's gone as quickly as last year. Just boom. Very eventful, though, for me. Oh, well, if it's been eventful, then yeah. so be it. We all have to have some sort of events in our lives, don't yeah. we? Positive and negative. Learning experiences and yeah, yeah. triumphs and yeah. tribulations and so on. Anyway, let us begin. And we're going to start with a letter. Mm -hmm. Dear Jim, Jack and Jess, I really don't know what to do. Well, I do, but I'm not sure. It's as if too many people are trying to tell me what I should do and... All their advice is conflicting. Shouldn't I know anyway, as it's my problem? Anyway, where do I start? I went to rehab six years ago, got through it and started rebuilding my life. I met someone and we got married last year. She's the best thing that ever happened to me and we've just welcomed our first child into the world. Sounds perfect, right? Thing is, that's just the way it looks. There is the small matter of my job. Because I got promoted, I'm having to travel once a week, which means staying overnight in different places. Anyway, last November I was in Norwich and unexpectedly bumped into Dave, an old friend from school. We went out for a curry and before I knew it, I was drinking along with him. I went back home the following day and never told my wife. It's happened several times since. Admittedly, only ever on the nights when I've been away, so I don't think she suspects anything. But I have to be careful about timing my phone calls when I am away. I ring her earlier in the evening to say goodnight to my infant son, then put my phone on airplane mode, having told her I'm doing an evening meeting with clients. But why do I feel guilty? Dave says I shouldn't even tell her, because she doesn't need to know when in time she might accept my drinking once a week. However, the couple of people I've spoken to from around the rooms keep telling me to fess up, both in the rooms and to my wife. I don't see how coming clean would help. So wouldn't it be best if I changed jobs and pretended that none of this ever happened? Please advise, Mark. 
Yes, it would be better if we could just pretend everything never happened, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, yeah, definitely. I can see why he's saying he's got conflicting. Of course, his, his friend who he drinks with saying not to do it, and yeah, the people from AA are telling him to fess up. Of course, that's what's going to happen. And to be fair, I think he's quite early on in his relapse that he can contain it because before you know it, this could get out of hand and he could be drinking twice a week and three times a week and before you know it, he's back on it like on a steam train. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. when the wheels come off yeah. because the doing it once and the having parameters, right, I'm only going to do it when I'm away so she's not going to know. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be a time when the wheels are going to come off because there's going to be a time when Dave turns up in his hometown. Of course, of course. There's going to be a time when Dave says, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to be in Birmingham or in wherever you live Mm -hmm. this weekend. How about we go out for the night? And then he's going to think, well, if I do this and I say that we're going to do that, then I can come back so late that I have to stay at his. But then, of course, he's going to say, oh, let's go and have a pub lunch. Yeah. And the next thing you know is he's going to turn up back at his wife three days later. And she'll be saying, where have you been? I've just been to a meeting. He'll say, oh, I've been working. What do you mean you've been working? You said you were meeting Dave on Friday night. It's Wednesday. And the thing is, I've thought about stuff like this myself. And before you know, it's when you then start planning trips out. to. Oh, I'm going to go and see Dave because it feels like a drink. Yeah. I'm going to go and yeah. see Dave. Oh, maybe I'll, yeah, I will take that extra work shift in Norwich because I feel like a drink. And this, it's in the first sentence, isn't it? Yeah. I really don't know what to do. Well, I do, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I think he does know. He knows exactly what he's Fessing done. up is really what he's got to do. It's, there's the right way and the wrong way. And the right way is, yeah, of course, you fess up, you explain what's happened. And that is the right thing to do. And then you can move on in the right path from that point onwards, can't you? Because the fact is, this isn't about Dave he needs to fess up for himself because it doesn't matter at the moment that his wife doesn't know the fact is he knows Mm -hmm. and he's always going to know and it makes it all the more likely that the wheels are going to come off because there's going to come a point where he thinks oh well I've been doing it for weeks anyway so what and then I can confess to how long it's been going on when Mm -hmm. I actually confess Mm -hmm. what a mess I've made it's a horrible situation to be in to be wrangling over it's a horrible thing and he does acknowledge that it's his problem Fair enough. I think he's just building up. And he knows what he's got to lose. He's just stalling it. He knows what he's got to do and he's just stalling it as long as he can. And eventually he's going to have to do the right thing and fess up because the other way is obviously the wrong way, isn't it? And it's going to lead to, yeah, losing everything right back to the beginning again. And and possibly losing what he's just built up, his new life. Yeah, and my experience with this, from what I've done and from what I've seen, is that when this happens... Either they do manage to fess up or the wheels come off mm-hmm. and they end up fessing up everything. Yeah, The wheels come off and therefore I think I can condition what I tell her mm-hmm. and him and his dog and her cat. And because the wheels come off in that way, mm-hmm. I see that as being a way of excusing my entire relapse. Yeah, Because it's a big deal if he's got six years, got married and got a small oh, yeah, child. He's got an awful lot to lose and just for the sake of a drinking a curry with his mate Dave. And Dave doesn't care. Dave obviously doesn't care, no. I'm sure if Dave is really his mate, then Dave will go out for a curry with him without getting pissed. Of course he would. And yet it's his perception, isn't it? Mm. If I'm going to knock about with Dave, I've got to get drunk like he does. Yeah. I've decided that I need to. Mm. Therefore, I need to plan the time I spend around him because if I plan the time properly, it means I can get away with it and my wife won't know. And before you know, it's just lies and deceit and dishonesty and eventually his wife's going to be 
So while you're putting your phone on aeroplane mode, it's starting to get a little... She might think he's having some sort of affair or... or well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And ultimately, she's going to find out. Of course she is, yeah. In the end, she's going to find yeah. out because he's going to. There's going to be that one day when he doesn't switch that phone onto her. Or answers all. Or she's going to get so reasonably suspicious. Yeah. That she'll find out by checking. Yeah. She'll find out that he's not where he says he is. There's always ways, isn't there? If he says he's going away to a hotel on a business thing, when actually he's going on a bender with Dave, mm. and she rings the hotel. Yeah. No, there's no one of that name here. <laughs> No, there's no business conference on this weekend. And then you'll get an ear roll, you know, about, are you with another woman? Yeah. No, well, actually, I rang the hotel, you weren't there. Mm. Oh, no, it wasn't that hotel, it was another hotel. Because the situation... Oh, he's deceit and dishonesty. Well, the situation he's in now, he's actually saying, well, either I fess up or I just continue to lie. Mm. And the longer you lie, the sooner the wheels will come off. Well, he's talking about changing jobs and all sorts. I mean, that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? That's denial, isn't it? Yeah. It's a horrible place to be. Yeah. And it's a horrible place to be when we know what we've got to say, but we don't say it. But you can nip it in the bud early. Gets yeah. It's too much damage so far. Indeed. So there is hope. Anyway, onwards and upwards, and it's dialogue time. And I wonder what we've got coming today. Where is it? What? You know, I don't. It's the only explanation. The only explanation? Yeah. For what? How long are you going to keep this up? I really have got no idea what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. You're absolutely sure? Yeah. But but what? Nobody else knew. Knew what? About, you know. You've lost me. When I said I don't want anyone knowing about the... Oh, that. It's that. Or you think? What? You don't think it was serious? Well, yeah. But best forgotten, isn't it? Best forgotten? Yeah, move on and all that. But someone knows. Someone who? I just think that... Hang on, how do you know someone knows? I was... What makes you think that? It was the way he looked at me. Who? That bloke. Which bloke? The one at the meeting. Nope, that's way too vague. Which bloke at what meeting? The one who keeps going on about you needing to get a sponsor. There are quite a few of them. At Newlands. Monday night. And Thursday. David wears an old jacket and a toupee. A toupee? You know, that... Yeah, I know what a toupee is. I just hadn't noticed he was wearing one. He almost fell off one time. He was doing the main chair and he was sliding backwards off his head. Wish I'd seen that. He was funny. And he really was laughing too. Telling us about weak maintenance. So he is human then? Of course he is. You learn something new every day, I suppose. And he doesn't just talk about the programme either. Oh, no. Meetings are serious because it's a matter of life and death. However, get talking to him afterwards and he's very different. How do you know that then? Because I've had... To, oh, well, I've been through a coffee with him a few times. Hang on, just a couple of times or several times? Well, maybe four. He's not? Not what? Please tell me he's not. What? He's not your sponsor, is he? Well, yeah, actually he is, but... You didn't tell him? Tell him what? About, you know, what... Oh, you mean how you picked up and didn't want anyone else to know? Yeah, of course. And how you're waiting for Thursday morning so you can get all the evidence in there being a move on. Well, that's what I've got. And how you had only admitted it to me because I caught you and getting rid of the first lot. That's not true. I thought I was going to... really isn't my problem, mate. But I thought you had to tell your sponsor everything. Yeah, and that's why you've gone to so much trouble not to get one. No, I haven't. Oh, come off here. You always find a reason to explain away why a person isn't right for the job. I do not. And when you said that Michael from that rectory meeting had turned you down, even though you never asked him. That was just a misunderstanding. Really? I knew that he'd already got loads of sponsees, so I didn't think it was a good idea to ask him. Oh, I see. You decided he was going to turn you down because obviously you knew what you were thinking. 
so you didn't bother him with the request? Well, it wasn't quite like that, no. And now you definitely can't get a sponsor because you picked up last week and you've not fessed up yet. Look, I don't see why I should make a big thing of that. I'm back at meetings now as if nothing happened. And I can still build on the work I've already done, can't I? Uh, so it's okay to have a little relapse once in a while. Well, I didn't say... Do you that... actually listen to anything people say in meetings? Yes, I don't have to believe all of it, do I? No, however, there are certain things about staying clean and sober that aren't negotiable. You see, that's my point. What? That's why I'm different. Oh, you're different now, are you? Most people seem to relapse and go back out there for months, whereas I only did it a couple of times without doing any real damage. Oh, I see. Just because nobody knows about your little slip apart from me, you haven't done any lasting damage yet. Well, no, but the bag of bottles I was going to get rid of isn't where I put it. And when I was at the meeting, David was doing the main share, and when he was talking about relapse, he looked me dead in the eye and he was... Stop. What? Firstly, the landlord rang up to say he was coming round for the three-month visit... So I got rid of the bag for you in case he did a bedroom check. But you didn't tell me. I've hardly had a chance, have I? And but I he... when I was talking to David about relapse, I asked him what happens when people do. He told me about what happened to him, how it took him three years to get going around the room. That he kept picking up and trying to hide it from everyone and so on. You mean he Yeah, this is why you need a sponsor. Is it? I'm not suggesting you ask mine, but he might find someone. Can you ask him? I can help you to ask him. All right, but what do I do about... It's entirely up to you, but I do think fessing up is the only way forwards. Yes, I think you're right. Whoa. Well, it's step two stuff, this, isn't it? He's been talked around to it. Yeah. And he's kind of amenable to the idea, but he just doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know how without his mate to help him. Because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His genuine panic at the fact that he's done this thing. Mm-hmm. It's partly the, oh God, it means I've failed. And it's also the, surely I could, I can just do this. It wasn't much, surely. And he's trying to minimise it and he's trying to deny it, really. Of course he is. And saying, well, surely I can carry on as if it never happened. Oh, you just can't. It's like the letter, isn't yeah. it? You can't carry on as if it never happened because ultimately... You're going to do it again because you think, well, I've already done it. I've already done it once and I've got away with it and I can do it again and get away with it again. And It's like the snowball effect, isn't it? It's only going to get worse. And plus, you're not going to feel great about your line every single time you go to a meeting and picking up queues and stuff, are you? No. Because it's a constant fraud. Every meeting he goes to. Everything recovery, everything he thinks about recovery is going to be on his mind. He's got that little cheat, hasn't he? Yeah. He's done that little bit wrong. And he knows that everything he says in meetings or to anyone from now on is based on a lie, Mm. which is why he can't possibly stay in recovery, which is why he's bound to drink again. Yeah. Because whatever we do, if we've picked up any drink or drug and then gone back to the rooms, I've seen people do it and jump fellowships with it. Yeah. I've seen people come to AA because they've picked up a street drug. Mm-hmm. and think that that doesn't count. I've mm-hmm. seen people go from AA to NA, NA and try and hide the drink mm-hmm. because it was only once. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, in either of those fellowships, no, it doesn't work because they're both based on the premise of not using anything. Yeah, and it's addiction, isn't it, on the whole? And the reality is that to have my entire recovery based on that single lie means that my recovery is always going to fall down because it's not based on any kind of foundation. No just that one little thing can have messed the whole lot up. And actually not that it was in any way intentional this week, but the letter and the 
dialogues seem to be yeah, very good. much speaking the same language, mm -hmm. don't they? I mean, it, this guy in the dialogue, he's very fortunate he's got someone to talk to that isn't actually giving him a whole load of judgments yeah. because he's saying, well, yeah, of course I got rid of the bottles because we don't want anyone finding them. We don't want this getting any worse. But he's not doing it as an act of complicity. Yeah. He's saying, this is your responsibility to deal with fessing deal up. With yourself. And, yeah. and he's also saying, you need to get a sponsor from around the rooms. He's not saying, oh yeah, I'll cover up for you all the time. Mm. It was a mere practicality because of a landlord coming mm -hmm. round. Mm -hmm. And you'd do that if it was pizza left behind the settee yeah. in the same way. Yeah, and of course. I think with this guy, he kind of wants to listen but doesn't quite know how yet. I think his friend's right, yeah. It's not his friend's problem, it's his problem. He needs to do it. And he's got to fess up. Yeah. There's no other way, is there? No. Nope. Well, it so often boils down to the same principles, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And it so often boils down to people being in pain because they can't tell the truth. Can't tell the truth. You see an awful lot. Anyway, it's time. Indeed, it is time for our pre-Christmas slot because it isn't Christmas yet. No. But we are looking at the pre-Christmas slot now. If I just check what I have here on my planning yes I have planning these days really I genuinely have planning yeah no I, can't, I can totally believe that well I never used to everything was ad hoc mm. and while I was working in a position of responsibility I was incredibly organized very very organized yes. and very methodical but as soon as the wheels came off in my life so did mm. the method so did the organization all of it just went and I had to relearn it all. I've always been organised to a degree, and then even in my worst drinking days, then I had to be organised because I wouldn't have known what was going on the next Incredibly time. hard work yeah. with all the booze and the drugs, isn't it? Whatever I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, to cover it up and to plan the next time is very, very difficult. It takes an awful lot of mental energy too. In terms of organisation, that links into the Christmas bit because the last two years, I've made a concerted attempt to be fully organised for Christmas by the beginning of December. This year doesn't have to be any different, really. And I've done a lot of Christmas stuff. I sat down in August, September, working out what I could afford to buy and looked at what I was probably going to do. It's not because of this stuff in the media about running out of toys and all that hoo-ha. <laughs> I'm relying on that. Oh, you're relying on that. <laughs> going out to get presents on the 24th of December at 3.45 in the afternoon oh, yeah. and discovering there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. That's bloke shopping, yeah. that is. Yeah, I know, I know. Some things will never change. I mean, I've tried very much in the last two, even the last three years, actually, to get presents done early and to know what I'm doing early and organise myself. And Christmas was probably even more chaotic oh. than anything else yeah, yeah. when I was on the pitch. It was as if I wanted the occasion as an excuse to get shit-faced. Yeah, 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 it had to all... But, of course, none of my family were playing ball with that, so I just stuck out like this spare thumb, and it made for an awful lot of conflict. The other day, we were talking about things being unnecessary. Mm, yeah. And a lot of the Christmas arguments and the Christmas disagreements and the tantrums and tiaras and everything else, it's actually unnecessary stuff. And... I suppose, like any alcoholic, I was harbouring some of my resentments to be brought out specifically at Christmas. Mm. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's done that. And strangely enough, I've noticed in the last few Christmases, because I'm coming up now for my fourth sober Christmas. Oh, oh no. No, fifth. Fifth? Yeah, it's my fifth sober Christmas. And coming up for that, 
the volume of conflict in terms of my management of Christmas has just almost disappeared. And that's not really about what everyone else does. It's about what I do. It's about me not being reactive. And the reason why I like to get organised around presents and stuff like that is because I like to actually do Christmas properly. And I don't want to go all in green. And I don't want to go with Scrooge. Not anymore. I've even been known to wear a Christmas jumper. That happened at the youth theatre where I do some work last year. I think the main thing for me about Christmas is that I no longer think, oh shit. Yeah, there's not going to be any worry of what you're capable of doing or getting up. Of what I'm able to do in the environment I find myself in. Yeah. And of packing extra bottles of vodka if I'm going somewhere because oh. there might not be enough. <laughs> See, that was a problem. There was always plenty of mine. No oh, you had that? Yeah, there was always plenty. I wasn't too... I say I wasn't too bad at Christmas. I was always completely wasted, but I managed to hold it together to a point. I was more worried about because it, it kind of running in my family alcoholism, so I was kind of looking out for other people's behaviours as well at the same time. Yeah. So I was conscious of that. More often than not, they would play out, and I'd be there to calm them down. But yeah, completely blasted at the same time. That's the thing, though, isn't it? If you're in a, an alcoholised environment and you're a bit more compass mentist than someone else, you mm-hmm. can kid yourself into thinking they're the problem, I'm not. Well, that definitely happened. I wasn't the problem then. I, I look back now and I realise that, but I still wasn't, it wasn't right what I was doing, but you do get tricked into a false sense of, I'm better, I'm all right compared to them. I had the opposite thing, because I was the drunk and mm-hmm. nobody else was. And it would mean that I would either not want to be there or find a reason not to be there, or I'd be chaos. Yeah. Whereas I suppose if you're in a room full of drunks, Oh, yeah. in a room full of addicts it's easier to blend in and also well, you yeah. can appear to be better functioning than other people well my mum wasn't she was always there and I was always concerned that she'd put so much effort into it and it, it was not nice to see it getting ruined but more often than not I hadn't slept anyway from the night before because mm. I'd been on a session with my mates so I was always half asleep and I do think it's a reasonable fear for people to have in very early recovery what the hell do I do at Christmas yeah frightening what the hell do I do at New Year? Because when I look at what I've always done, obviously I can't do that anymore. No. When I look at where I've always been, when I look at how I've always handled that time of year, it's a particularly dangerous time of year for alcoholics and addicts. Yeah. In that it's often the case that there are a huge number of relapses over the course of time. There are also a lot of relapses of in early January from yeah. people who've got through the Christmas mm-hmm. and New Year period. And then suddenly it goes boom and the wheels come off. And it shouldn't be underestimated. No. The power of Christmas to wreck your recovery if you let it. And it's really important if you've got people suggesting to you, why don't you do this? Yeah. That you listen and consider it. Because this idea of New Year, for me, New Year as a party thing no longer exists. No. I just don't see it that way. No, I don't. And I don't think I ever will again. And. When I think of the way I was at New Year at parties, I wasn't even there. I was absent when present. <laughs> I'd be in the corner yeah. with a bottle. I can't remember most of the times that Old Lang Syne and New Year's gone ping. And I don't really need to now because it's just another day. But that first time I got to Christmas and I'd not had a drink for some time, that was terrifying. It was for me. I've only had one, one Christmas. And for my first Christmas was literally two weeks after I left the treatment centre. Yeah. So it was very raw. And I got there and obviously I wasn't there. I wanted to go home. Yeah, I understand that one. Yeah. And how do we say to our nearest and dearest, Yeah. I can't come at Christmas? You just can't. Because to them it sounds absurd. Yeah. And a lot of them will say, what have they done to you? Yeah, yeah. 
Of course you can come for <laughs> Christmas. What have they done? We've got your room ready. We've arranged everything it's now. It's special, more special this year because you're not going to be plastered. Yeah, and it's going to be brilliant because you're not going to be off your face. And we're actually going to have a decent family occasion. And you might actually eat all of your Christmas dinner instead yeah. of eating only a tiny little bit for fear of sobering up. And there's also like, I'm going as a bag of nerves. How am I going to yeah. cope? Yeah. What happens if we go out anywhere as a family? Yeah. I can't do that. How do I tell them that I can't do that? Yeah. How do I explain to them that I can't be there at a time like Christmas? Because even though I've been awful for decades, of course they want me there because they want this to change. Of course. And they want it to change for me. But it must sound really anachronistic to a family to hear, no, he's not coming. And how do they react to that? It's very hard though, isn't it? Because I suppose a lot of families, I'm sure with my parents, they, they believe that once I've completed my eight weeks... That, that's it, I'm done. Okay. It's all over, isn't it? It's all over, yeah, it's done now. It's fixed. Not at all. My parents thought that the first time, but then after that they were wise. And wise to the fact that it was never over. And the fact is, it isn't with Christmas and with anything else. And okay, Christmas New Year is problematic because it's so condensed. Yeah. But with Christmas and with anything else, what I have to do is just take a new approach. Yeah. Like I do to everything else. Yeah. And it will be okay. Yeah. It will find a way to be okay. Anyway, it's time. The time has come. The time has come. What is Reg doing now? Is it Reg? Where are we? Oh no! It's the oldest cat in the book again. Now, what was I talking about? Please, not again. I've a fine long-term memory, you know. Have you? I remember the farm where I was raised. If it was don't... such a long time ago. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? We don't actually know. No. Do any of us? I'm not sure. Depends on when we develop cat consciousness. Does it? Oh yeah, all a bit like Hegel says, with his master and slave parable, whatever they call it nowadays. I've heard Reg talk about Hegel. Oh yeah, I remember when I taught him that. Which was? Well, that was years ago too. You see, when we're born as cats, we think we're just cats. That depends on humans, right? I suppose that's what we're made to believe. Aye, that's how we're conditioned by human society. Conditioned? Oh yeah, but for some of us there comes a point where we achieve cat consciousness, coming to realise and therefore believe that we do not need to do tricks, provide Instagram posts or indeed do anything else for humans. But don't we still live with humans? A matter of convenience, no more. Let them think they're in charge, that's all we have to do. I see, so when did you uh, become cat conscious? It was in the year 1999. 1999? Oh, and I was no kitten then. A reasonable guess on my age would be 27, 28, possibly more. Wow, I thought that was impossible. Simple trick. Don't eat too much food from humans. What, eat dead birds instead? Not bad for you, you know. What, even roadkill? Now that does need to be cooked, I'll admit. Do you cook? Oh yeah, but rarely in front of anyone. You know, even I've forgotten what we're talking about now. That's Andy. Why? Means we can retrace our steps. Does he? First thing is, Reg can look after himself, especially when he's teamed up with Brutus. Second, you need to keep the Alicat meeting going, because believe me, they will start to come. Will they? So far, all we had are chickens in per se, cats, non-binary alpacas, occasional traveller cats, and a pig with an attitude problem. Common, that. What? Pigs with attitude problems. Is it? Oh, yeah. Why? Very resentful pigs. Ever since they read Animal Farm, that is. 
Oh, the book. Yes, not the adult film produced for depraved humans. The book by George Orwell. Isn't it about animals overthrowing the evil farmer? In a way, although it's a fable, really. I'm not sure I understand. You see, unfortunately, the porcine population misread the book entirely, thinking it would be a coded message sent to them and only them, predicting that they would become masters of the earth. How did they come to that conclusion? Simple. None of them finished the book. Oh dear. They just read the part that suited them, the bit where the pigs take over the farm and are in charge. But what happens in the end? I suggest you read it someday, then you'll see how the pigs misunderstood it. I'll try then. There are some progressive pigs out there still, but they're all obsessed with obscure musical figures and syncopated rhythms. Oh dear. Still, I doubt you'll get any more pigs at your meeting. I'm wondering if we'll get any at all. Well, don't look so down. Norman will keep coming. And he gets more and more bonkers. We have to leave him be, for he has his uses. Yeah, you're right. He was there when Reg needed him too. We know. Now you will continue the meeting. Same time, same place, same ethics. Oh, yes, I'll do my best. Because... I really do believe in its purpose. There are cats and, admittedly, other domestics suffering the world over with drunk, stoned and comatose owners. Doing all kinds of harm. Your job is to provide those cats with a safe the other animals and sort themselves out you do your best for cats in this city yes now what about Damien Damien the Dalton them here not here I mean around about oh they can be a nuisance they're doing it already are they uh, the glove what glove you got me a glove did I I don't hang on let me see oh of course I did you're Tom aren't you um yeah and how long have you been here then all day oh dear I don't remember that it's important because... It's very important my giving you the glove, and it's Damien Dalton, you says. Yeah, I... There's history there. That's what you said before. Is it? Yeah, the Daltons went and threatened Gary McCann, and it seems now they're going after Reg. That's what we need to tell you about Damien, is it? Well, yeah, I think so. Here we are then, problem solved. Now I'll just get my ceremonial toupee and my ear trumpet. Your what? For a story of any length, the decorative toupee must be worn. Must it? Oh, yeah, it's woven of ancient cat hair in the age of Aquarius. Really? Well, that's what my mentor taught me. I see. Um, what's it made of? The toupee. Yeah. Cat hair, mostly. And it's old? Oh, yeah, some say as old as time. So why do you have to wear it whenever you tell a story? Because over the years, I've been taught our cat stories verbatim. He knows the official versions. I've taken the writing them all down as the official feline narrative history. That's impressive. Thank you. Now, in your overall volume, the Daltons better demerit a footnote. But right here, right now, you need to know this. Okay. Damien Dalton. Yep. Damien has some very strange beliefs. Does he? He believes that he is an alien. An alien? An alien what came to save us all from ourselves. Come down from the planet Gluteus Maximus to purge the world of the enemy. He thinks he's descended from Akhenaten's closet advisor, the cat Carly. Hang on, shouldn't that be closest advisor? Many of us that, but no, we were so called because he could only see the future when placed in a closet. Is that why Damien is usually hiding? Oh yeah. But wasn't Akhenaten and Pharaoh and Carly and Hindu demon? <laughs> well spotted, it's one of the many flaws in Damien's thinking, as is his belief that Reg is the son of Cat, his messenger on Earth. The son of cat. It's all bollocks, of course. But what matters is Damien believes you must destroy Reg and all who follow him to purge the earth. Oh dear. Fortunately, the Daltons are crap villains. <laughs> Stroke a look at that 
Does Rich know all this? Oh yeah, but he thinks he's carrying the burden alone. So, what do I need to do? Assure him you'll keep Alicat going. Show him the glove. Then he'll know. I'll do it. Good. Come back here within two weeks. I promise. The plot thickens again. Oh, they're the mad, mad cats. Absolutely. As in any social structure, you have to have someone who's old and mad, don't you? Structure? Them cats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that poor Tom's been sitting there, and he was like... He, he's like every man. Just, Everything happens around him, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Forrest Gump. He's probably cleverer than he's making up. Oh, I'm sure, but I think it's probably that he's just horrified at just how mad some of these <laughs> other cats are. And they all have their levels of insanity, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I think the old cat is perhaps beyond oh. the pale, and Norman is beyond paranoia. Although, like I said, we're going to find much more about Norman. Good. Norman is a dark horse. Anyway, we've reached time, so we're going to love you and leave you. And yes, we still want stories for Christmas. Yes, we do. We can take as many Christmas New Year stories as are sent. We are Recovery Central on Twitter, and you can find us on the Changes UK Facebook page. No holds barred. Absolutely. Uncensored. Yeah. Well, within reason. Well, we can censor afterwards. Which only leaves us to say, if you've been in any way affected by anything you've heard, or you think it might affect you or someone else you know, be it a family member, a colleague, a spouse, a child... Reach out. Yes, do reach out, because it's the first step and it's the most important one, and you won't look stupid, and you won't sound stupid, and you won't be wrong, and it's always better to check, and it's always better to do it sooner rather than later. And we can always point you in the right direction. Yeah, we certainly can. And with that, it's good night from me and good night from him. Ciao. And we'll be back next week.